Perry, 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 Holy, Holy, Healthy, Healthy, Mama, Mama, Podcast, Woohoo! Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama Podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode two of Holy Healthy Mama. While this is just episode two, you've got to know I am so imperfect. It's not even funny. I've recorded this entire episode and then I had edited it. it took me about an hour and then I pushed control something and the whole thing froze, was lost, deleted, gone forever. So I'm starting over. Needless to say, I should be a little bit more fluid in the information coming out, but I think it was uh, the good Lord telling me to quit trying to be so perfect and such a perfectionist because that's not who I am. And if you're here to listen to someone who's completely perfect and has everything figured out and never makes mistakes, well, this is the wrong podcast. Just gonna throw that out there. I am only human and I am only a mother. I'm not only a mother, but that's that's a big thing. <laughs> See, there we go. That's part of my imperfection. And you know, one of my uncles one time told me, um, Hey, you're just like your cousin. You mix up your words all the time. Well, okay. I guess I have to admit I do. And so that's just me. And You're also bound to hear me giggle once or twice throughout this episode and throughout all of the episodes because that's just what I do. And I'm not going to spend time editing those out because then you won't get to know the real me. So let's dive in. Here we go. Today's topic is five health habits to stop. I want to talk about these habits because they are the things that you might be doing that you have no idea are actually inhibiting you from achieving your health goals or your diet goals. So before we get into this, let's start with a moment of encouragement. Our quote today is by St. John Vianney, and it goes like this. The saints did not all begin well, but they ended well. Man, I could probably talk about this for a long time, but I think I'll just repeat it. The saints did not all begin well, but they ended well. This ties into the topic because if you are doing the health habits that we're going to talk about today, it's fine because you can stop them and move on with your story, even though it might not, you might be doing them right now, tomorrow and the next day, you don't have to. Like the saints, it will end well. All's well that ends well, right? So to start us off with this topic, we have to first look at these two definitions that are going to be essential for understanding the big picture here. Number one 
is what is the definition of health? So the World Health Organization defined health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So just because you're not sick doesn't mean you are healthy. There's more to the picture here, the physical, mental, and social aspects, and arguably there's more um, in some other definitions, but there's the greater picture besides just not being sick. So the second definition that we have to keep in mind as we're talking today is diet. Now this is just the Merriam-Webster diet, but this is the mindset that we want to have as we use the word diet. So it's food and drink regularly provided or consumed. So diet, as we're going to use this word, means anything that's coming into your mouth. Whatever you are allowing to enter into your body is your diet. No matter what it's made out of, that's the food that you are eating. Okay, there we go. Health and diet. Now you know those two terms, and so anytime I use those throughout the show, or throughout this entire podcast, or anything you see on Instagram, that's the uh, mindset that we need to have for health and diet. Moving into our five things to stop today. Um, Here we go. Number one, stop going on a diet. All right, hold on. We just had this big old definition of diet. Now, going on a diet, I am talking about the common phrase, the popular thing to do, which is go on a diet. I am going to go on a diet because... I need to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to starve myself and eat only lettuce. That's exactly what I'm telling you to stop doing today. And while there's a lot of popular diets, I put that in quotes out there, such as the, you know, the most famous one right now is the keto diet. A few years ago, it was the paleo diet. And we've got other diets that are real popular that tell you to eliminate all sorts of different food groups in order to reach this optimal health goal or in order to reach your weight goals and I'm telling you that no dietitian is really going to tell you that the that's that any of those diets are the end-all cure-all be-all because it's just not true research has shown the time and time again the main diet that beats out all of the others is called the Mediterranean diet this diet includes fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, healthy fats, protein, and it doesn't tell you to exclude everything to your own detriment. Nope. It just, it's basically a really well-rounded diet, real well-rounded approach to the foods that you're going to allow into your body. And you're going to hear so many different, there's going to be so many different trends that you'll see and you'll think, hey, I should do this. This could work. This could be it for me. And yes, one of these diets could work for you specifically, very specifically, just you. And I would encourage you to work with a dietitian if you're looking into anything real specific or a diet that eliminates a specific food group. But in general, for 
most of us and myself and likely you just a diet full of vegetables fruits lean meats healthy fats fiber nutrients that's going to be more effective for you because you can sustain it for the long run you can start today and you can finish your whole life the same way eating real foods the juice cleanses or the detoxes where you only drink lemon juice and ginger whatever it is for two weeks they're not teaching you anything you are following a prescribed plan and once it's over you're back to your old eating habits and that's not really gonna help you in the long run might help you fit into a dress on Saturday but it's really not a sustainable approach and as if we're gonna make any changes we want to make it sustainable for ourselves and role model for our kids if you're listening you're probably a mom right you or you want to be and we want our kids to have a healthy relationship with food whether or not you do we you can help your child develop a healthy relationship with food even if it's just through role modeling it's powerful and you know when I went to college I fell prey to the popular uh, shake diet trend that was going around because there was this shake place right down the street and everybody would get it and it was like oh you have one of those shakes I won't say the brand name don't want to be rude here (laughs) but I bought it for a month and it was like a deal where you make two shakes a day and then you have one healthy meal and then you super overeat at night because you're starving (laughs) because you didn't eat enough food throughout the day yeah that was me before I started getting into my nutrition classes and you know well before I actually became a dietitian it was a learning experience and it's something I look back on and I think that was silly because all I learned how to do was read the label on the back of the container and mix according to the directions I didn't learn anything from it I didn't learn how to get the nutrients that I needed all I learned how to do was dump in that powder and drink this shake and be really hungry and cranky hangry and definitely now as a mom we don't want any hanger going on we're gonna move to number two now stop obsessing over an ideal weight Ooh, what is your ideal weight what's my ideal weight i don't even know anymore Probably a long time ago, I could have said, I want to be this specific number of pounds. But I'm older and I've had three kids and I have learned that weight doesn't really matter. And that's not just anecdotally here. That's not just my story. This is um, factual. You know, I want to present you research-based, evidence-based information. And you need to know that weight is not the only important thing for health it's not the number that matters the most there isn't one sole factor that matters the most and we as women put so much pressure on weight 
it's crazy. And we know that weight can fluctuate. It can, it's different for people based on bone density, current fluid retention, uh, muscle mass. So I'm currently like almost six months postpartum and I have lost a lot of weight and I am lighter than I am when I am in my best shape. I'm absolutely not in my best shape right now. I have had a whole myriad of situations since the birth of my daughter that have (laughs) just knocked me off my feet time and time again. Sickness and uh, my husband being gone for the military and work stuff and you know, you name it. And so I'm not in my peak physical shape and that's all right. That's fine. That's just where I am in my life. But it makes me lighter, which is super crazy. If you've never really delved into weight, you would think, well, how are you light? Like if you're in better physical shape, why would you weigh more? That's because muscle weighs more. And you know, when I'm in better physical shape, I have more muscle. Um, my pants fit tighter and sometimes I have to go up in a size because, hey, I got that booty going on or whatever it is. <laughs> hey, there's that giggle. I was, I warned you. There was going to be a giggle coming out. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting back to it, just remember weight is not the only important thing to look at when you're planning your long-term goals for weight or for health and for your life. It's just a little tiny aspect. It's like your pant size. Um, We know that one brand can have a size six and it will match up to a size two in another brand, which makes no sense. It's completely biased and it makes us stress for nothing. Like there's no basis behind it. So just take a step back from weight and uh, move on. (laughs) Move on to number three. Number three, I'm going to say stop getting a roll on the side or stop getting the bread on the side. Stop getting the crackers on the side. Stop getting the cheese on top. Stop getting the croutons on your salad if you don't like them if it's a food that you don't love if you don't like it on top if you don't like it on the side don't get it if you're at a restaurant and the bread basket's going around and you're not a bread person don't eat it if you don't like the croutons take them off it's all those little extra things that are adding up to your overall intake Your calories add up every time you eat a cracker, every time you eat the croutons or the cheese on top, whatever it is that, that just is a side thing, it's adding up. And this can be even bigger here. If you go to a potluck or a family get together and Aunt Sally brought her favorite or her famous green bean casserole, and you don't like green bean casserole, don't eat it. 
you are a grown blank woman and you are in charge of what goes into your body. And if you don't like something, don't let it come inside. (laughs) And when I was giving this talk to a group a couple months ago, a lot of the people, a lot of the moms were like, well, I don't want to offend Aunt Sally. Aunt Sally is so adamant and she's such a sweetheart. I don't want to offend Aunt Sally. And I get that. I do. Family and emotions and the f- the love that can go into cooking something can be really overwhelming and can kind of come to the forefront and family gathering situations. But like I said, you're a grown blank woman and everything that you take in is adding up. So use a little discernment here and decide what do you want to let into your body? Is it the roll? Is it the green bean casserole? Okay, if you like those things, cool. But if you don't, don't let them in. And if you say no once, it might be hard. And you might feel guilty. You say no twice, three times, and you keep going. And you say no and no. And every family gathering, you, you know, stand your ground and you eat only the things you want. It gets so much easier. And Aunt Sally is going to accept it. And if she doesn't, and she's rude to you about it? Well, that is out of my realm of expertise. And maybe you guys should have a conversation about that. I'm going to step back. <laughs> so stop getting a roll on the side. Hopefully that sticks with you. Okay, we're going to move to number three. If you hear a little person, yes, I have my daughter now. She got hungry. And that's my life. So that's probably your life too. That's why you're listening instead of watching something, right? Because you can listen while you have little ones around. And your hands are free and your eyeballs are free. (laughs) Okay, so moving to number three. Stop drinking your calories. Now, I want to kind of tread lightly. Some people are very passionate about the drinks that they allow into their bodies, the drinks that they incorporate into their diet. If you were to tell me to stop drinking coffee creamer in my coffee, I would laugh at you. So that's where I'm coming from. But I need you to know that it all adds up. We're talking, you know, fancy coffees with 400 calories. Like, if you look at the calories in a Starbucks drink, there's a ton of calories. I'm talking Coke, sweetened tea, smoothies, shakes, and alcoholic beverages. All of those have calories, and they all add up, and none of them actually need to be in your diet. Oh, and I forgot to say juice, too. So, none of those have to be in into your in your daily routine like juice for yourself or your kids it's better to get the nutrients from the whole fruit because it also has fiber and it's filling liquids aren't very filling and so you can take in a whole bunch more and you won't get the fiber so here's a little trick i want you to 
strategize where you're going to have your calorie, calorically dense drinks. So if you're going to that party at Aunt Sally's house and it's weekly and you know you're going to have two margaritas there every time because that's just what you do and that's cool. All right. That's your plan. Well, throughout the day, you can eliminate some of the other calorically dense drinks, those high calorie drinks, like maybe don't get um, a latte that has 400 calories and avoid the juice for breakfast and cut out a soda and don't get a shake after your lunch. If you had to eat out, strategize so that you're reducing the the extras. These drinks are all extras. If you know you're going to have more at one point, have less throughout the day of the extra stuff. I don't mean that for diet. I'm specifically talking just uh, just drinks right here. Now let's move to the final tip here for the things that are inhibiting you from reaching your health and diet and nutrition goals. Number five is stop ignoring the warning signs. All of these things that I'm about to mention are concerning for dietitians, concerning for doctors, because they hint at an underlying problem that could be contributed from a poor diet or uh, something else that's happening in your body. So some of the warning signs would be weight loss that is unexplained. You don't know why you're losing weight. It's just falling off of you. That could mean there's a problem. Extreme fatigue, brittle hair, brittle nails, hair that's falling out, poor appetite, unable to tolerate foods, constipation, diarrhea. Yes, those things have to be mentioned because (laughs) nutrition and dietetics, it's all integrated. What goes in must come out, right? (laughs) Extreme hunger or the desire to eat non-food items like dirt, um, chewing on things, trying to get the taste of them, or an excessive desire to chew and eat ice. All of these things could mean that you have an underlying problem or that something like an essential nutrient is missing from your diet or that your body's working really hard to fight something off. Um, I don't want to give you medical advice because... I am not a doctor. Uh, I'm just a dietitian. But if someone were to have any of these uh, signs or symptoms during a consultation, that would be a cause for concern. And it would make me start to look at what's going on. What's the big picture? Let's check out some lab work. So, you know, a personal story here is like this fall, I was extremely tired. I kept getting sick repeatedly, like more than my kids, more than I should have been. 
more than I felt was acceptable. And I was, my husband was gone. He was, he was training for the army and you know, that's life. But at the same time, I was rapidly losing weight for, for myself. I'm I usually am pretty steady and granted I was in the postpartum period, but it just, something felt wrong and off. And I went to the doctor and got, I, uh, fortunately had someone understanding and we ran some lab work and thank God nothing was wrong. Diagnosis, overworked and tired mom. (laughs) What do you know? That's probably all of us. But in part of stop ignoring the warning signs, I have to encourage you to take action. If you have any of these warning signs, find a doctor and talk to the doctor find someone you trust, find a dietitian, and listen to your intuition because the worst thing you could do is ignore your intuition and regret it later on. So that's my story. Thanks for listening. (laughs) So those are our five health habits to stop today. And now I have a bonus for you. I have to say number six is stop giving up. That's a health habit that's going to be the most detrimental to you. If you give up every time you feel like you've overeaten or every time you haven't exercised in a week and you now you're in a place where you're like, well, I overate and I didn't work out for a week, so that's it. I'm, I've fallen off the wagon and I'm not getting back on till the new year. Well, if you're listening when this goes live, it's January and the new year now is another 12 months away. So get out of that mindset and stop giving up. One day does not define you. One week does not define you. You, again, are a grown blank woman and you pick yourself up and you just keep moving forward. That's all you can do is keep going. That's all I can do. And that maybe I might mix some words up, but dadgummit, if I don't exercise for a few days, then, you know, and that's what life has dealt me, then come Thursday, come Tuesday, whatever it is, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get my kids up and go exercise and make it happen. Or I'm going to, all right, start putting the vegetables back on my plate tonight or as soon as I get more groceries, you know, no more excuses. Stop giving up and change your mindset and know that you are strong and you're powerful. And as a mom, you have all the power in your family to make this stuff happen. And yeah, my, my little one over here agrees. You're pretty awesome. So you can do it. And I'm going to wrap it up now by switching gears and moving to today's food trends. The topic is chia seed, and I'm going to pull another article from todaysdietitian.com. It's a super easy resource for me, and if you're here for this show, you've got to know I'm not about making things complicated. So the topic is chia seed, and um, looking at the research behind it, so... As a dense source of alpha-linoleic acid, so that's good fats, 
chia does have a role to play in cardiovascular health. The health benefits, the cardiovascular health benefits of a diet rich in ALA are well documented. And emerging evidence suggests chia may assist in prolonging satiety, so making you feel fuller longer, reducing blood pressure. Thank goodness, because we're moms and those kids can raise our blood pressure like, you know what. Attenuating postprandial glycemia. Uh, that means helping regulate your blood sugar after you eat. And, well, there's some other stuff here. But um, it says, the culinary uses of chia seeds are only limited by the imagination. So, you can soak chia seeds in water for approximately 10 minutes until plump to make a gelatinous texture. I've never tried that. You can use dry chia seeds in any beverage to make or to make a pudding. I've also never tried this. So, if you guys have a really good chia seed pudding recipe, you should send it my way. The other way that you can use chia seed is... It says, baked goods can be improved with chia. Up to 25% of oil or egg in cake recipes may be replaced with soaked chia seeds without affecting the weight, volume, or taste. So, soaking the chia seeds in water and making that gel, if you have that gel, you can replace up to a quarter of the oil or egg in the recipes for baked goods. So, that would improve the baked good nutrient profile. It would give it those healthy fats that are so good for cardiovascular health. So there you have it. Chia seed is a pretty good thing to incorporate into your diet. Alright, my friends, that's all I've got for today. And if you're left thinking, well, okay, I have five things I'm going to stop today, but what am I actually supposed to do instead? Ah, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and yeah, you heard my little one that whole time, so I'm just a mom just like you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, iTunes, and the other uh, platforms. They like when you subscribe, and so do I. Alright, thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends. Love your babies. Say your prayers. And eat your greens.